I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I had quite an experience today, but I am safe back here in my big, comfortable black leather poppet chair in my living room. Almost got thrown out of the hardware store today. I don't, probably not really, they weren't going to throw me out, but well, it was kind of nasty. Here's what happened. I went in to buy some paint because I was planning on painting my back deck a bright Wonder Wench blue. Now, let me tell you about that. My lady Wonder Wench has a lot of pretty parts, but her bright blue eyes are really something. When she's smiling, you know how that, that first warm day of spring feels? I mean, even going out of your house, you're bundled up. And this day, you look outside and say, wow, boy, that looks good. And you take the scarf off and you... And you take your jacket off even, and you you feel that warm spring sun on your skin. You know, it's like every corpuscle in your body says yes, and it goes running around a little bit. What a feeling that is. I, I, I look forward to that feeling right from right after Christmas time, you know, right after you sing Old Lang Syne. You start feeling, yeah, when is spring coming, you know? That's, that's the kind of a feeling that I get from my lady Wonder Witch when her pretty blue eyes are smiling like that. Anyway, I went down to the hardware store and I found the guy behind the paint counter. And I said, I want the toughest paint you have because I'm painting my deck. Well, <laughs> that struck some kind of nerve. And the guy drew himself up to his full height, which looked like about five foot four inches in his lifts. And he said... Sir, we don't paint our decks, we stain them. And he said it in a kind of sneering voice that a waiter in some expensive restaurant might be using to explain to you that it's white wine, not red wine. With fish, we stain them, he said. Well, I gotta admit, that kind of got my Brooklyn up a little bit. And I said, listen, you may not paint your deck, but I paint mine. And I want some bright blue paint for my back deck. And he said, we don't have deck paint. And he gave me that smug kind of smile, you know. He was one of those guys who looks roughly like a cold virus magnified a zillion times, you know. He had this little uniform on him. He had like little hair growing out of a couple of tears in it. And he looked like the kind of guy, if he stuck his fingers into his ears, I bet you they'd touch. But I was on his turf and I, and I wasn't looking for a fight. So I said, okay. Give me some very tough blue paint for my back porch. So he gave me a look like, well, were you watching television the day the stock market lost 700 points? And on the news, they had a, a picture of that guy down at the stack, stock market. And he's looking into the camera, that kind of a shocked look on his face because he knew I had him. Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation, would have been so proud of me, boy. Because without losing my cool, I gave the paint guy a severe case of what I like to call rectal cranial inversion. Now, if you're new to this podcast, let me explain about Big Louie and the Louie Louie generation. If you often find yourself humming, Louie Louie, oh, yeah... 
we got to go, you know. If you find yourself humming that every once in a while and you are sincerely looking forward to a disorderly, vigorous, and disreputable old age, welcome to the Louie Louie generation. And Big Louie, his own bad self, is our chief mustard cutter. You know that imaginary friend that we had when we were kids growing up? Well, that's Big Louie, only now he's all grown up just like us. Louis doesn't preach, but he has wise sayings. He says things like, sex for money often costs less money than sex for love. And he's right. He's always reminding us that you can't help getting older, but you don't have to do it with a straight face. And that's true, too. You don't paint a deck. That puny paint pusher was the kind of guy, I'll bet his mother had morning sickness after he was born my deck and I'll paint it if I want. Besides that, since when, a, since when did a back porch become a deck? It's a porch. And I was determined to paint it Wonder Wench Blue in honor of my lady's remarkable blue eyes. I think we all have at least one remarkable body part. I have remarkable ears. I can wiggle them, really, one at a time. I'm doing it right now. Hmm? Some guys can run a four-minute mile. I can wiggle one ear at a time. What's the difference? Same thing, right? I have a treacherous body part, too. My my most treacherous body part is my left eyebrow because it reacts like certain viagral parts of a, of a guy's body when, when my lady Wonder Wench strolls into the room wearing an outfit that she calls something more comfortable, you know? And when she strolls in wearing something even more comfortable, I got to admit, I, I lose control of both eyebrows. They go flipping around. It's really embarrassing. I think that's the biggest difference between me and Harrison Ford. You know, Harrison and I have a lot of things in common. I mean, we both really like ladies, and we both really like flying airplanes. But I got to admit, Harrison has much better control of his eyebrows. Well, he does in most of his movies anyway, but if you watch carefully... In Six Days, Seven Nights, when he's helping Anne Heche with that snake in her shorts, watch, because his eyebrows almost knock his hat off, boy. It's not easy being a guy. Let me tell you, even if you're Harrison Ford. Dicks the Tales, a bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant stuff to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can drift off comfortably to sleep. This is true. In 1999, the city of Melbourne, Australia, erected a 40-foot statue of Barbie. I'm sure it wasn't a religious statue, but think about it if it were. If that were a religious statue, and suppose the religion called for sacrificing little guys to the Barbie, you know? That might be where we got the expression, throw another shrimp on the Barbie, right? Sure. This is also true. I'm making this up. Women of the Waramunga tribe in Australia don't speak for a year after their husbands die. Ladies, 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 by then it's too late. And last and certainly least... Do you know what you get when you cross a four-leaf clover with a poison ivy? Huh? You get a rash of good luck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Almost hurt myself with that one. Dicks the tails. They take your mind off your mind. I know this is kind of a silly podcast, 
That's because I'm feeling kind of silly tonight. My Lady Wonder Wench is slowly but surely getting over a very serious accident. And I'm feeling really good about it. She was able to stand up and take a shower for the first time today. It was my great pleasure to help. It was a good feeling, so to speak. Besides creating testosterone high tides wherever she goes, my lady wonder wench a long time ago signed up for a life with me and four of my kids. That was a pretty generous thing for a beautiful young woman to do. But it's not an unusual thing. Women are very generous that way, but I know about guys. I don't know. What do you guys think about becoming involved with a woman who has kids? I'm really interested in this, and I'd appreciate it if you drop me an email. My email address is dick at dicksummer.com. There is a story in the new Night Connections 2 album about a lady who did a thing like that and a guy who's taking a chance by dating a woman with kids. It's called Ms. Longhair. Ever since you were just a little girl, you liked your hair long and soft and shiny. You had the longest hair in kindergarten, never forgotten that. Taking the time to keep it that way is the one self-indulgent thing left in your life. You have a good job, two kids, an ex-husband, a boyfriend, and a grim determination to finish college. That means you go to school two nights a week, some schedule. And you know that you wouldn't have much of a chance of making it without your ex-husband's help. You've become much better friends since the divorce. You both really love the kids. And he takes care of them weekends and one night a week. You study on your lunch hours and after the kids go to bed. You and your boyfriend took the kids away last weekend for a little vacation trip. And you had to bring paperwork along. The kids understand. No paperwork, no paycheck. No paycheck no Barney the Dinosaur toys. Your boyfriend and your husband have become almost friends. A little tricky at first, but now they've even begun trading jokes and baseball trivia. Your boyfriend doesn't get as much of your sexy attention as you know he deserves. But evidently it's enough. And that's a good thing, because it's all you have the time and energy left to give. You're seriously thinking about bringing up marriage soon, if he doesn't. But you don't want him to think that you only want him as a father figure for the kids. Guilt. It's almost as tough on you as the relentlessness of your schedule. Are you giving the kids enough mothering? Are you giving your boyfriend enough sexy womaning? You hate the fact that you're sometimes not there to see the kids' first steps and hear their first words. But you're doing the best you can. If only you had just a little more time. You've always loved the way your long hair looks and feels, but it takes a lot of time to keep it that way. It's the one self-indulgent thing in your life. Well, just for a few years, maybe a short haircut wouldn't be so bad.
it's a big thing signing on for a life with somebody who already has kids. That's called Ms. Longhair, and it's from the new Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. If you like it, we can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the Night Connections 2 icon, whatever works for you. And I have a weird head, and those of you who have seen my picture will certainly understand that. Uh, the stuff that goes on inside my head, I guess, is just as weird as my eyebrows. I'm always thinking things like, hey, this milk bottle says it's 2% milk. What's the rest of the stuff in there? Can't help myself. I don't know, maybe that's why I want to paint my back porch wonder wench blue, like her soft, warm, beautiful eyes. Her eyes remind me of the first warm day of spring. They really do. And see, we get a reasonable amount of snow around here in the wintertime. And when I'm out there shoveling all of that frozen snow and ice, I know that Wonder Wench Blue is going to show up. And spring won't seem quite so far away. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.